What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. What's up? Good morning, Devin. Yo, what's going on, Dave? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Good. Glad to be back on the podcast after a little week break during 4th of July. How's everything going with you, man? Good, good. Can't complain. Uh, this is a very special episode, Dave. It is a very special episode. For a couple reasons. Yep. One, we have a return guest. Hey. For the first time in the whole podcast. And two, what number of episodes is Dave? Fifty. I wish we had like the little. I know. I wish we pion, had pion, like, pion, pion, pion. Yeah, I was about to say. I wish we had the little sound effects. Hey we, man, we don't got we don't got the we don't got the, the you know the support like that. Listen, hey, listen. y'all want to donate for sound effects? That'd be great. <laughs> Straight up, but yes, it's our fiftieth episode. We got a returning guest, Devin. Before we get too far in, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Ascend Wood. Dave and Dev podcast is sponsored by Ascend Wood. Ascend Wood is sharing the gospel and God's word through their apparel and bracelets. A portion of every item helps fund their ministry partner in Hayden. For more information, you can go to their website at ascendwood.com or you can find them on social media at Ascend Wood. All right, Devin. So we cooked up a little something special for this 50th episode. Um, we got our guy, Derek Durham back on the podcast. Derek, what's up, man? What's up? What's up, fellas? 50. Welcome. Derek, make yourself at home. Introduce your own self. I ain't introducing you. You introduce your own self. Oh, man. Oh, y'all get 50 episodes. Oh, no, I gotta get come, work. No, it's, it's, like, it's like that. <clears throat> people to come over your house a couple times. Like, you know what? You already... You, already you know where the fridge is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You <laughs> get, yeah, you know yeah, You get your you own water. How about that? <laughs> yeah, what's up? Well, I mean... As as you guys said, I'm Derek Durham. I uh, was the first guest on the David hey. Dev podcast back 50 episodes ago, and um, in Devon's yep. apartment on the, the yep. kitchen table when we were we sit, it took like three and a half hours to figure out how to record with the headphones. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'm me and my wife just moved back to Richmond about a year and a half ago since. Since the first episode, we have um, four foster kids, and so our house is full, um, and I'm back in Richmond working at EKU. At the time we recorded, we were actually about to move right. to Georgia, and we did move to Georgia um, for about a year and a half. Things went really well down there, but ultimately, we just wanted to come back home, and now here we are. Wow. 
That's Welcome crazy. That's Kentucky's, crazy. Kentucky's that happy that. to have you. Oh yeah, man! I, Kentucky needs me. The, the biggest Kentucky hater, but of all of all things Kentucky, <laughs> but we needed you back. <laughs> man, I so you know, kind of just being, you know, the first guest we had. I you remember y'all remember how long that episode was? It was like an hour, wasn't it? Day. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it was. we talked about everything. Everything. <laughs> We just were like, we had no plan, no agenda, just chatted up, was which good. was we great. Um, <laughs> I wish, yeah, I wish people really understood, like, how hard it is to podcast sometimes. Because, like, that first episode, like, sometimes I go back and listen to it, I'm like, dang, this is so different than what we do now. For sure. It was good, though. It was good stuff. It was all good to- content. It was just like a smorgasbord of uh, <laughs> topics. Yeah. But no, it's, it's okay. Cool. It helped us kind of. There. It helped us kind of. I think those early episodes really, you know, especially for the last, you know, seven eight months where we've been really consistent, like it really helped us kind of pave the way for what we wanted to do, which was have like a really, you know, a more structured like. Here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to have a good order to it. So Derek, as somebody that was the first guest and is now on the fiftieth episode. Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on, you know, the podcast and, and how it's operating? Like, where do you feel like it's at? Yeah, actually, I, I think it's in a really good place. Just early in, early on, I just remember um, none of us really had any direction. And it was just kind of like, um, it was, we got on and, and talked and it was a fun time. But now it feels as if you guys are timely with, with your episodes on current events you are informative and you educate, but at the same time, it's still that relaxed feeling of just sitting at the table, like chatting it up. And it's been cool to see, especially like with the with the Facebook group and uh, the Facebook page growing. Um, just that's that's been a cool thing to watch. Kind of more and more people interact, and I'm just thinking that like once that Spotify throws you guys a hundred million dollar contract like Joe Rogan, I gotta get hey, Spotify. We need that. <laughs> Straight up. Hey Derek, so you've you listened to quite a bit of the episodes, and you're a pretty consistent fan. We see you sharing and commenting on stuff. Uh, what's been your favorite episode, and why? Other than yourself, besides besides number yeah, one besides with me yourself. on it, um, I really enjoyed. I believe his name is Gerald yeah, Bryant. Yeah, right, yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. He had just a lot of really great things to say. And I texted Dev afterwards. It, the conversation was just very, very smooth, and it wasn't forced. And that's what I think the underrated part about podcasters is like it's not always easy to make things feel easy. And um, with Gerald, it it did that. Also, I'm biased because Jeremy Haskins is my pastor, so I will say Jeremy Haskins as well. <laughs> I was gonna say um, if your pastor yeah. listens to this and you didn't give your own pastor a shout out, you're gonna get excommunicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll put him second. He's not first, but I mean, he's at least he's there. on the list. That's fine. That's a that I Gerald's podcast was so good. I remember finishing that up and looking at Sheena like, "Babe, we just made straight magic on the podcast." Like, like you yeah. don't understand. This man Gerald was straight on fire. <laughs> Dever, what was your favorite episode that we've done thus far? Oh gosh, that's tough. 
Uh, I really did like uh, Gerald's, and then I also like the one the one we did with the Change Up podcast. Where we talked about the Last Dance. Yeah, I think overall the episodes that we that it's just gospel saturated are the best episodes that we have. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing because I was like, in my head, I really like uh, most of our podcasts. Like, there, there's been very few that we've done that I didn't like. Or, like, I felt like I had a lot of opportunity. But this year, and especially, like, kind of right after the Coaches Clinic series, when we really started getting into, like, some deeper conversations with people, like, that has been so good for my soul, I think. Like, it's been therapeutic in a way. Yeah. And it's been really informative. And I've had people, for the first time since we've had the podcast, consistently reaching out and being like, hey, look, like, I really appreciate this perspective. Can we talk more about this? Yeah. And like that has been super impactful. And I think we've done some, like if you go back in the vault, like we've done some deep episodes. Like we talked about Mac Miller, you know, like, like that was really fresh at that time. We talked about uh, Charlottesville, you know, we, I mean, like you go all the way back. We we talked about a lot of things and we've had some really deep episodes but I think these last little, these last few that have just been very saturated, you're spot on though. Like they have been so good and so thought provoking. It, it's it's been good. Well, there you go, Derek. You you got the secret to making a good podcast. You need to share the gospel at some point in this episode. <laughs> oh man, all the pro- you guys are you guys are the host. <laughs> exactly. All the guests, all the guests are sharing the gospel. So they they got good episodes. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll I'll try to work it in. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a way that you can you can work it in today. <laughs> so so you you've been you've been listening to this podcast for a while now. You've been you've been involved with all the stuff we got on social media. What are some things that you want to like that you're looking forward to in the future for for this podcast? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the, that Facebook group growing. I'm looking forward to just more engagement there. Um, and you see it kind of flashes in the pan with certain topics and certain posts in which we kind of get a lot of guys uh, just commenting and, and posting their opinions and kind of having sparking healthy debates and doing things like that. That's been really cool to see. I'd love to see more of that um, and just kind of you guys leading the way with the steady voices of, of the podcast and um, kind of building a, a big community off of that because essentially that's what all these big ginormous podcasts are. Um, is there's just big communities and fans of people that are similar minded and that they enjoy similar things. And so I think that that platform growing will be really. Yeah, bro. It's been so dope to see like other people on social media, like on our pages, like engage in healthy debate. And I, and then to think back at like Dave and I, when we first started this, this podcast, the whole purpose of the podcast was to have people come to the table with different opinions yep. and just, and just talk it out. And it's been so cool to see all that stuff happening here lately. It's like come to fruition, like the ideas yeah. and the thoughts that like, like the reason, and you know, maybe we said this on one of our first couple podcasts for sure. Like the reason we started this came from like the conversations that we had sitting on my couch, you know what I'm saying? And just hanging out and like just processing through things and like sometimes disagreeing with each other, but doing so in such a manner that was graceful and like, sought to understand one another um and the whole goal and the whole purpose was to do that on a larger scale 
and it's cool to see that happening. You know, like I think like you said, you guys have mentioned the Facebook group. And uh, if you're not a member of the Facebook group and you listen to this podcast, you should be a member. Uh, we talk about a lot of different things. I mean, I think it'd be easy to just like pigeonhole and say that we only talk about sports, but uh, there's definitely a lot more than that on there. Um, it, it's a, it's a diverse group of people that are on there. So it's been really cool. I agree. And Devon just had that idea out of nowhere. And it was like, bet, that's a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And we just tried just different, different stuff. So if you want to get the content before the content comes out, you need to be in the group. Straight up. Well, Devon, you have another idea too. And, and while we're not super far into the podcast, I want to talk a little bit about it. We just at least give it a little plug. Uh, why don't you, why don't you hit on that? Yo. Okay. So everybody on this podcast right now, we all love hip hop. Facts. Uh, Derek, I don't hear you, bro. <laughs> I mean, facts, bro. I'm not getting involved <laughs> in hip hop. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, if you, I know your wife is, is a big 2 Chainz fan. Hey. So if you want to put her on the podcast, you can just wrap up some Maybe Maybe if I watch Hamilton a couple more times, I'll be more inspired. <laughs> Listen. But before I say this idea real quick, Hamilton was dope. And anybody who's – I will terrific, not talk about any Hamilton slander <laughs> on, on my timeline. No. I, it was so good. I don't, there's I, nothing I, wrong with it. This is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I'll put it on the pod. That's whatever. I worked out to Hamilton soundtrack this week. Stop. <laughs> I was sitting on my couch grinning ear to ear the I whole time watching my it. shot. I mean – Why are you, you going on a jog? <laughs> right. Right. That's all you need. But anyways, that cabinet battle number one and number two. Bro, I don't even. I don't even like. I don't even like one. musicals, and I, I listen to that one. So if you if you haven't yeah. seen it yet, Dave, have you seen Hamilton yet? I have not. I'm. I had intended to do it this weekend. Oh. Bro, you're tripping. You need to go watch it right now. Like as soon as this is over, you be hang up. Out. Yeah, hang up and watch it right now. You're tripping. <laughs> anyways, we we all like hip hop. And we are huge fans of, of supporting local people. And so Dave and Dev, are, uh, we are announcing our Freestyle Friday contest. Bars. Yes. So what that means is local rappers, Christian rappers, whatever, whoever, whatever rapper you are, we just need the content to be clean. The rules are going to be on Instagram and, so, and Facebook uh, this week. But be on the lookout for that. It's, a free, it's Dave and Dev's Freestyle Friday contest. Boom. There's my plug. It's about to be fire. I hope so. We already Otherwise, got we quite a few I'll... people interested. Yes. So. Otherwise, I'll just be rapping out Hamilton lyrics by myself. Hey. Oh, I got to <laughs> mention this, too. The winners of this contest, it'll be week by week. The winners of the contest will have your song featured on our podcast that week so we, we can get it plugged in there. Um, and who knows what the future of that's going to hold, but I'm excited for this contest. Me, too. Let's get it. All right, that's a good transition to talk about the NBA. Because what better than to talk about the NBA as it coincides with hip hop? Hey, bro, did you see? Uh, did you see uh, all these people in the bubble? Yeah, the little setups. Yes. So first, well, for the people who don't know what the bubble is, explain to them what the bubble is, real quick, Dave. So basically, the NBA is coming back. What well, we're a couple weeks away from it, like the games actually starting. But they have, like, it reminds me, if you played sports at any time, it reminds me of, like, camp or, like, coming into, like, preseason camp. You know, well, like, everybody's... AAU tournament. Yeah, exactly. AAU tournament. Like, it's, like, coming into a hotel 
and you know they're all in hazmat suits pretty much i mean not really i mean a lot of most of them were just wearing masks but you know they're going into the bubble uh they're going to be you know eating there and, and really trying to stay confined to their their space right um as they practice and get ready for this restart to finish the season uh so yeah the bubbles are really interesting idea and concept it does feel like a giant aau tournament with a bunch of like grown men What's so <laughs> personally i have loved watching jr smith live videos because is he yeah, just he... got signed to a team and so he, he he's pumped about that and then he gets to go away for camp for a month and so he's pumped about that but I just like you really get to see what it's like, and they forgot his sheets the first, the sheets and pillows. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Only something like that would happen to Jr. <laughs> so basically, they feed these dudes lunchables every day. Ah, oh, those and... crusty tacos they showed yesterday from. Uh... Ah, shoot, I can't remember who had the tacos, but man, <laughs> this is some expensive lunchables that they feed these people. But yeah. Uh, Going into the topic of the bubble, so Derek, what are your thoughts on sports being played in this pan in the middle of a pandemic? It's a broad question, but yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, one, I'm excited. That's the first off. I'm just I'm super pumped to be able to watch sports again. Um, the Kansas Jayhawks got robbed this year because of COVID, so I at least deserve some <laughs> NBA. Um, I... but it's it's going to be really interesting because NBA is like the ultimate test dummy for this. Um, they are, they are set up to more, more so in the fact that they have less players and it can be more controlled than other sports. Um, but at the same time, no one's done this. So it'll be very interesting to see um, kind of how it all plays out. I think it's smart to try to do something mainly because um, I understand that there's definitely a risk, but these these giant organizations like the NBA and the NFL and the MLB, they make so much money and the finances are, are not just unlimited if there's nothing right. being played. And so the thing is like the financial problems can always be fixed. It's kind of tough because a lot of those NBA guys have tons of salaries and, and these big paychecks and that money has to come from somewhere and they can't, they can't just pay these guys for a couple of years and we not play. So I think it's smart on their end to try to find a way. That Wise words from an accountant. <laughs> no, accountant special. <laughs> not an accountant. I'm not that fancy. But yeah. I, I think it's interesting, <laughs> like that, that you say like the NBA is ultimate test dummy because it is the most popular league in the world. Uh, more people yeah. in this world watch the NBA. Like it's, it's just it's just, it's it's nuts how many people are fans of this league, and so. If this goes bad, no, what you're not going to see another league do something. Yeah. No, not at all. Like this sets the tone so significantly because whatever move they do, if they do this bubble and two people end up with COVID, there's no plan forward for anybody for at least the rest of right. 2020. Yeah, and I mean that, and that's, and I mean, I, I know WNBA and MLB. I know they're starting up. But just the fact, the reality is they're just not as popular. Well, and, and if you saw it, like when it initially happened, as soon as Rudy Gobert got it, the NBA shut down and then everything right. followed yeah. suit. Like within 48 hours, everything was canceled afterwards because it was like, okay, the NBA is so popular and they do have so many resources to control these things. 
And if they feel it's in their best interest to not do it, then everybody's going to not that's do it. The, that's the thing. I mean, you, you are ultimately risking these players, like, like their health. But then the players had an option not to play, too. So that, that's a thing, too. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting that the NBA gave them an option to not play. Not that they are forced to, but there's a, I figured there was some contract lingo somewhere that made it almost impossible for them not to do that. So props to them for being able to at least make it where people could opt out of it. It's just, I mean, with, and listen, none of us on this podcast are doctors, so we don't, we don't know the effects of COVID, but I just think it's interesting. Like basketball is such a contact sport. If this goes well, we're like, Leagues are rolling. Like we're, we're yeah, we're, yeah. There's there's going to be a college basketball season if the bubble goes well. If this goes terribly, and I, and what I, what I mean by terribly is if players start getting COVID at a high rate, and and people freak out about this, we're done. Like you won't you won't see yeah. you won't see sports for a year and a half. Is my prediction. Yeah, I mean maybe 2022 before we see things, which would just right. be heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, so you saw the, uh, you saw what happened with college, with college sports. Is so fall sports are starting to make restrictions right now with uh, with football, um, the Big Ten, and then the um, you said the the ACC. Yeah, the Big Ten's pretty soft, so we kind of oh expected that. Oh my goodness! Oh, I love that the big that Ohio State has a contract with Alabama coming up. It's like in twenty twenty eight, but like. Yeah, because they were hoping Nick Lord, Saban Lord was gone willing, by then. I'll, be, I'll still be alive around that time. And so we can <laughs> settle this debate once and for all. It's at the beginning of the year. And so whoever loses that game is going to hear for the rest of the year. Yep. It's just a it, – it, the, the weird thing about Alabama and Ohio State, and I know you're, you're a Georgia fan, so you kind of like sit on the outside looking in, which is fine, is that – it's like a rivalry, but they never play each other. Like it's two programs that just they just don't like each other, but they only play each other once every twenty years. Yeah, well, I mean, Alabama fans don't like anybody. They're just like, if if Alabama feels threatened in any way, shape, or form, then they're not going to be interested it's in your team. Certainly not threatened by Georgia. Oh, I mean, your your guys' quarterback couldn't start at our university. Like 100% true that he lost the starting job at Georgia and then ran to Columbus. And was a Heisman candidate. When We made him better. We make players better. Well, yeah, because they play Iowa and, okay. and Michigan State. Here and say, Syracuse and Rutgers. I mean, me and 10 other guys from Ashland Church. You acting like you Tennessee football is great. And like Texas A&M is great. I mean, Texas A&M's in the West, for one. Okay, but, the, same, um, the same conference. I mean, you're the, mentioning people like Iowa. Yeah, the SEC, the SEC argument's pretty <laughs> tough. I'm just saying, I think like nine of the last 11 championships or something, it's like, ah. Uh. It's everybody leaning on one team. It's like it's like being in the same conference as UConn in women's basketball saying, yeah, our conference is the toughest in women's basketball when you got UConn in there. I mean, LSU won and went undefeated this yeah, year. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, they took our quarterback and they did that. <laughs> See, you guys just can't keep. No, we have too many. We have too much talent. That's too much is. talent. That's the hard part. Yeah. Man. 
It's hard when yeah. you got them great recruiting skills. So, so speaking of that, yeah, I think like you alluded to it a few minutes ago, Devin. Like Ivy League, right? Just canceled all fall sports or just football? Yeah, yeah, fall sports. That's crazy. Like that's insane because that has a huge effect on everything else, right? Because the non-conference games. Obviously, we're not going to see the Ivy League team in the championships. You know, what I'm saying like in a in a bowl game. That's serious. So, like, but that's impactful though. You know, it that's- has a it has a big impact on every other team in the country, just, you know, non-conference schedule and whatnot. And now it's going to probably be a domino effect because there's probably going to be other smaller leagues that are going to feel very similar. And I know it's messed up, but the first thing I think about is money. Like, this is going to oh. have a huge impact on money. Yeah. But on the up. flip side of this, if it's the first – like, I think I go back and forth. If the first thing I'm thinking about is money, then why aren't these players compensated for their time? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Because if that's if that's my first argument is like, dang, these colleges are gonna lose a lot of money, then I gotta look back and say, Well, look like if we're worried about money, the people who are making the money are like or who are giving other people money, they're they're not getting paid anything. Right. I think that you'll see the impact being much worse like in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty-three. Like that's what people aren't necessarily taking into perspective right now is like all the short term canceling and like all these adjustments and things like you can adjust a budget pretty easily to end the year. You can just cut here, cut there. But when you go a year without sports, the budget, when you plan the year after and the year after is significantly yeah, yeah, less. Sense. And it's, it's way different than just changing a budget. It's like now I have $50 million less to play with. And so I think that there's going to be a lot of universities because sports pay the bills yes. for a lot of um, bigger universities that will be um, impacted pretty severely look, because of we, this. We don't even know how school in general is going to look like in the fall. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and so – And colleges, colleges is so much more of a hurdle because you're taking 20,000 kids from all over the world and putting it in one yeah, place. Yeah, and so, and so we don't even – you know, we, we don't know if everything's going to be all online. I mean, I'm talking like K through 12, and then I'm talking about in, in universities and colleges. We don't know whether they're going to be online, whether they're going to be in person. If they're in person, what does that look like? It's just wild. Like, you can't you can't tell a college student, like a normal college student at EKU, you can't tell them to not to not go anywhere, like on the weekends. That's, that's a place where people just, they just pack up and they go home yeah. on the weekends. I mean, it's 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 wild. And like I said, none of us are doctors. We don't know. We don't know what we're talking about. We're just speculating at this point. No. But it's just it's just kind of wild to think about that we have no idea um, what's what is what's going on. I just I think that it's it's a lose lose, but we, it's a situation because if you just like open the floodgates and say we're going to play regardless. You're risking the health of tons and thousands and thousands of people. But if you say, no, we're not going to do that completely, then we're risking the livelihoods and jobs of families of thousands and thousands of workers right. and student athletes in the future. And so it's not just always an equal debate of like lives yeah. over money. It's like, yes, on the surface, lives over Straight money up. always. But we have to we have to realize how much the money impacts yeah. lives. And it's just it's not saying that one way. Everybody dies in one way. Nobody dies. It's just not. If only it were that, that simple. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's what like it seems to be the argument is like, well, if we do this, everybody dies. If we do this, nobody dies. It's like that's not actually the case, and so we have to like figure out a better way to navigate it. I'm really glad I'm not in a position yes. that has to do that because that's insanely difficult. And and, um, and here's and here's the thing that I've realized. Uh, I think I, I might have had this on a, in a previous conversation with you, Dave, but we have realized so much, like the need for the gospel in these moments. And I say that because you look at like this COVID pandemic, you have people who are afraid of death and have no idea of how to handle just the thought of death. And then you also have on the other end, in, in the other side of things, we're in, we're having massive, we have massive riots to start off. And you have people who understand what justice means, or they have a sense of, they don't like injustice at least, you know? And so they, they'll do whatever it takes to fight injustice. And so like us as believers in this context have to navigate like these conversations in a way of, yes, like there is injustice in the world. And how do we how do we stand up and how do we be a light in those situations? But also in the midst of a pandemic, when people are literally afraid, afraid to, of afraid of death that we can that we can be there and we can minister and be a light in those situations as well and how can we deal with these situations in one in wisdom but two understand that that this isn't our final stop like we're pilgrims in this life right yeah and i think that i think there's some importance like uh you know there's a lot of things that could be unpacked from what you just said too, Devin. Like, I think that like you're, we're like kind of scratching the surface of this. Right. You know, I, I was just reading through Ephesians four, talking about like, you know, gaining the knowledge, right. Like gaining the knowledge of, of wisdom of God. But as we, you know, talk about it and present it with people, like we do so in a loving manner. And right now I think where people have been isolated and, uh, feelings are very heavy on all sides of this coin, all sides of the spectrum. Conversations are like flying off the handle. And so I think it's important that speaking that truth in love, you know, as, as Paul says, is uh, really important, but it's hard right now, right? Because sometimes that love can come out very passionately and that passion can overtake some of the wisdom, right? Sometimes it can, it can become very emotional. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's a point that I've struggled with that too. I think I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast is like, you know, no matter what you're talking about right now, everything feels so hot button, like in our culture, because of the internet, everything gets blown up. Right. But it's especially feels that way right now where there's people don't have outlets, right? People don't have sports to watch. People aren't going to their normal, you know, small group potentially. They may not be going to hang out with their friends on the weekends. They're not going to go, you know, I think some people, most people are probably back in the gym that are typically like gym rats. But, like, I think that there's a lot of people that they have lost their escape, per se. And so right now everything feels so heavy. And it's just a weird time. And I think that's why it is so important to be grounded and rooted in the gospel, um, especially as believers, uh, even more so than we ever have had to be before, right? 
because we're missing out on a lot of our other influences. Yeah. A lot of people that invest in us. There you go, Dave. See you with some a little bit of heat there. That was light heat. That was a that was was microwave. It was that was microwave heat. Yeah, for sure. That that wasn't a pellet grill or nothing. Like we didn't get super super hot. (laughs) But no, I think you. I think you guys are you know really spot on. It's I'm with Derek. I am so thankful and grateful. I don't have to make decisions like that. Like that's probably the first time in your life you probably ever said that. Nah. I'm yeah, right I, there, I Derek. agree with Derek a couple times. Maybe. Let's take, let's take, let's 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 document this for history. <laughs> but but you know, I'm so glad <laughs> I don't have to make these decisions. I know we had my pastor on, you know, a month and a half, two months ago, Scott. But I told him last week, I was like, dude, I don't envy you at all for the decisions that you've had to make over the course of the last couple of months with regards to the congregation. Like that's super tough. I can't imagine having to, you know, have so many people that are passionate about one way or the other in your ear and making you probably feel like you made the right or wrong decision, right? Like that's just a lot of weight for people to carry. And I can't imagine on a much larger scale, these people that are in charge of these huge leagues and these huge organizations uh, that are having to make decisions for the well-being of those people. And again, to think through the process of, yes, lives over money, but like it's, it's more – it's, there's more gray than that. It's not black and white. For sure. And there's a sense of like, I feel like you can't, you can't live your life in fear. Sure. And so that becomes like, how do you balance that out by living in wisdom too, though? Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's like an ode to like cautiousness and like being like careful. But like, it's one of those things that like, we just can't, like we can't, what's, what's the drawing line, right? Like, where do we stop it? Yeah, so let me ask okay, like this question now or on what? the podcast then. Like, so, like, what – so, okay, so what would it take for you to feel comfortable with living a, quote, unquote, normal routine life? There, take that away. You the guest. <laughs> well, personally, that's – I mean, personally, I feel pretty comfortable at the state we're at now um, as far as just, like, I feel like the information we know and um, I'm fine with the masks. I don't like, I'm not going to die on the hill of not wearing a mask. Um, I do think that right now is a very, people are very fearful about their, the control, the lack of control um, that they have. And they feel as if that if they, if they had more control, if they were able to make the decisions that everything would be good. Um, And I think that right now, the only way to deal with both parties um, the only solution is yeah. the gospel because it's the only thing that's going to give them a purpose and give them the security of that ultimately to die is gain. And I get that it is scary and there's things like that. Um, but the gospel gives us hope that, hey, if COVID takes me tomorrow, that, that's okay. Um, I, it's not, this is just a temporary s- stop until we get to eternity. And then on top of that, we can also be relaxed with the fact that we know mm. who's in control. And so it's, it's great to say, hey, I would love to be in control and I'm scared of death. And the only solution of those two things is the gospel. And so the only way for me to feel more comfortable is if people more heavily line themselves with the gospel. Because the more that they do that, the more as a society that would be able to think clearly about things, um, the more that we can make clear decisions. I mean, Romans 1 talks about that 
claiming to be wise, they became fools. And I think that we're trying to be so wise about this from a human issue and that we are just constantly running um, into foolishness because we're so worried um, about human life, our human life, about our human experience. Um, and we have no we have no lens of the gospel or no lens of truth in this in this situation. Sure. Hey, see, there's there's the heat I was looking for, Derek. There it was. There it was. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I mean, to me, like, I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm truly like comfortable and truly in my sense of normalcy, but like, I'm just trying to adhere to like what's out there and just doing the best I can. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm not going to not go to the grocery store. Like I'm not going to go and not go and do my job, which is out in the public. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, just taking the precautions and just doing the best I can. Um, I think we're kind of slowly approaching that and getting there, you know, Um, again, just with the information that's available. Like I, I do feel better, you know, personally, I think the first little bit I was super nervous, just being somebody that has an autoimmune disease. And again, I'm still being cautious and I have an understanding that like, you know, there are people that are at higher risk and I am one of those people, but also I could pass it to somebody that has higher risk. And so anyway, yeah. I, I, I just be, I just try to think about that and try to keep that lens of like, Hey, like I'm going to do the best I can. And like, I, as, as Derek just said, like, you know, if I get, if I were to get coronavirus tomorrow and God forbid I pass in two weeks, like I know where I would end up. And I know that like, like I've tried to do the best I can to, to live a life that, look like the lords you know what i'm saying like i like i think that's i've really just been trying to find comfort in that and just just again you know be be cautious and go from there yeah see i I think i I think i've kind of gone like the other way dave i think like when it first came i was like oh i'm chilling like i'm fine like but then like as it gets like as this thing goes longer i start thinking about like loved ones yeah and like people like and I, i know quite a bit of older people in my life yeah. And so I start, that's when I start being concerned, like, okay, maybe like I can't be as irresponsible with my living because it may affect their living. And so I think I've kind of gone maybe the opposite direction in a sense, but still like living, living life as, as, as much as I can, just, just without, without fear, but it's just like being more cautious in, in my decisions. So I, to me, what would it take? I mean, get the get the numbers down a little bit but sure. even though even those numbers can be politicized too i guess absolutely yeah 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 i mean i think one of the big things is just like if i could just get data like explain to me from not someone that's trying to sell me something <laughs> yes um, it's like i i just want i just want the data like i'm fi- I, i'm willing and able to do as i please with the data but like at least just give me data. And it feels like every time somebody gives me data, it's like insurance salesman. And it's like, yes, I think what you're selling is good, but it, it feels like that you're, you're pushing it for a certain Facts. reason. Facts. No, I get that. I, I'm spot. I, I think, I think we agree on that. Just everyone has an agenda right now, especially in an election year, which is a whole different co- topic. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's a whole other topic for a whole other podcast or series of podcasts, I think. <laughs> hey, we we get Derek on for a third time to talk about politics. For sure. I'm I'm always willing to come on now. Now I got to just be able to come on whenever I want because I'm just 
I'm, number, I'm the second appearance already. Bro, you might as well be just like a active moderator. Dave. Dave I mean, the Dave, good news Dave. is it's, it's, it can be triple, triple <laughs> D, D, D cubed, D3. All of it. The D3 exactly. Oh, shoot. No scholarships given. Oh, oh facts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because we ain't got no money. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it's a, but either way, no scholarships. <laughs> oh. Nah, man, for sure. Well, I, I'm super excited for sports to come back. I'm super, like, I think it'll be a good distraction for a lot of people. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. I think we maybe talked about this. Devon, I think when uh, Josh was on that you went that you went to EKU with from Indy, mm-hmm. um, like there's been a lot of crime, and I know this sounds really crazy, but like I really think that like when sports comes back, I think people stop being so daggone crazy, and I think they'll have something to look forward to. So maybe there'll be less crime. Bro, kids are bored right now. Kids, kids are, are super bored. bored. Yeah. Bro, we Bats. had somebody. We had somebody talk like took a video of kids in my neighborhood that were out at five forty five in the morning. What are y'all doing? Yeah, like, it's not even. It's not even like a <laughs> fun idea. They just looking for stuff to do at five forty five in the morning. They bored. Video hey, games are old now. When, Matt Chandler says, "A bored bored man is a dangerous man." I mean, it's facts. Oh, that that's facts. Yeah, I think that um, right now. Once sports get back, everybody can argue whether like LeBron's title will count or uh, whether it won't count. <laughs> the asterisk title. Um, title, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing: like right now, if LeBron wins, it's going to be the asterisk title, and if he loses, it's, it's going to be like you couldn't even win the 18 tournament, bro. If he loses, like I say, it didn't even count. They didn't even have everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, he already got Jr. He got the his scapegoat in town, so he's ready. And he got. <laughs> okay, so okay, real quick, last thing. Last thing. What what is your prediction for the NBA championship? Like, who do you think's gonna win? I think that Lakers team is gonna win. I don't like. I mean, here's the thing. Well, arrested LeBron and Anthony Davis are just gonna be a problem. And I think that arrested LeBron actually goes the opposite way. That he's he's been sitting for too long. Not not that he's just been sitting around doing nothing, but. I don't like, know, man. Different having having NBA competition. I I agree, but like you got to look like this dude's been taking care of his body so well for so long, and for him to have a period of time to heal from you know four months, five months of you know road trips and you know the the rigorous schedule, like like I don't know, man. I'm I'm with Derek. Like I think that that's a that's a surefire like good thing, but I'm not so certain they win. Like, as much as I want them to win, like, I just think that, like, I just look at the landscape of the league and I'm like, dude, you got these teams, you got these, you know, the Clippers and the Bucks, and, um, you know, I, it's just, it's so hard to imagine that they're not going to just, like, put up a huge fight. I think it's going to be a little bit tougher, but I'm hopeful that they win. If LeBron loses to the Clippers the year after Kobe died, that's the softest move. Oh gosh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Bucks and six, and and Ooh. I'm gonna say that because Giannis is young and he's rested, and the and and because in the West the big thing that we would say every year about Houston is that James Harden. And I know I know he takes a lot of shots. People don't like him, but he was tired. He was tired. He didn't have a lot, like 
you got arrested James Harden and arrested Russell Westbrook. They're gonna push that that Lakers team further than they should go. I think you're I think you're right about that. And too. then I I can get behind that. I don't the Bucks supporting cast. That's, that's what I was just about to say You guys they can try to convince me all they want. There's just nothing yeah, about it. I, that I, I, I get like, what you're ooh. saying, but I'm gonna go the way that Giannis went out last year, I think that dude is looking for blood and uh, I, I, I'm going to go Bucks and six on this one. It plays out. I think it plays out well. To, to just put it out there, and I'm not like a like speak it into existence guy. I'm going to just say the Lakers because like because like I got because <laughs> I, I like I just got to go for my guy. Like I can't root against them. So like, oh and I can't I can't gosh. predict against them. So I mean, gosh, I hope is. I hope uh, he just needs to re- just. What are you going to do when he retires? Uh, root for his son, Bronny Junior, bro. Facts. <laughs> Bronny Junior's is. You go root for Luca. That's what you're gonna do. I, hey, Luca's my guy. Luca got fat. Hey, hey, hey look, Luca's been Luca's been low key dad bod for like the last two years, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, my sleeper pick is gonna be JoJo in the Seventy Six. Yeah, that's a good one too. That they, is a good pick. They're rested. Yep. And that's, if he's healthy, hey, then they're going to be they're going to be good. Yeah, that's a tough team to stop. He doesn't need too many Chick Fil A sandwiches. I just hope that I get to see uh, John Morant versus the Lakers first round matchup with John Morant been rested for three months. Yeah, I think it's going to be Zion though. I think Zion gets that spot. They're going to make everything possible to get a Zion Lebron. That's a fact. Round. I don't need to see Krispy Kreme donuts versus. <laughs> Twenty four seven fitness. I don't know. Hey, listen, man. Yeah, yeah. Stop hating on the chubby NBA. <laughs> listen, LeBron guys. looks like Kimbo Slice right now, and I just can't get past it. Like that beard. <laughs> like I just can't see him. He's Slimbo Slice right now with that. Slimbo, Slimbo Slice versus Krispy Kreme. <laughs> great first round matchup. Somebody called him. Somebody <laughs> called him Zadaran Williamson. The the <laughs> jambalaya. <laughs> no, I lost it. <laughs> oh. oh shoot! All right, so we got we got our thought processes in on the NBA. I'm super excited for it to come back. Derek, thank you for being on the podcast, man. Thank you for uh, not just being on this podcast and not being on our first, not just being on our first podcast, but being somebody that is a sounding board for us um, and is a supporter. So we really appreciate you, man. Absolutely appreciate the opportunity. Come on we'll again. See you in fifty more episodes. All right, <laughs> episode one hundred. See you then. All right, brother. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Until next time. Peace. Peace.